All right, welcome back to another Red Cedar Wrap. Uh, this week, Matt and I talk about the Northwestern game, uh, the highs and lows throughout the game, uh, 2-0 in the Big Ten. Then we shift over to football, talk about National Signing Day and the commits that signed with us. As always, let's get it. Marching band. All right, Matt, just get off the Northwestern game without looking. You probably already know this, but I'm going to put you to the test. What was the Michigan State to Northwestern rebounding ratio? We definitely out rebounded them. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go two to one. What? <laughs> exactly. Really? Four, four, <laughs> Forty-eight to twenty-four. Yeah, a lot of <clears throat> a lot of good offensive rebounds, especially at the end of the game there, for the team to hold on. It, we were up big in the first half, and just oh, this team just doesn't put anybody away. It's very nope. very frustrating. Nope. Uh, I mean, we could have. We had them out there. We had them in the in the fifteen plus range. And it only takes one one second or one drive, and it's just weird that any team can do that against us, you know. And, and when I say team, it's usually just one freaking player. Yeah, I mean we were talking about lawyer came in. We were up sixteen in the second half, and lawyer goes in and gives up eight got eight, eight points to Bowie, who was the mm-hmm. guy that went off, and then had the turnover. Lawyer had the turnover for the easy layup. So it's like. At some, I don't even know where we play him now. I think you we struggle to defend when lawyers in the game. They go right at him every time, and then Bowie goes off after that because he now he gets confidence that he gets a couple buckets to go in. Mm-hmm. You know, a shooter sees the ball go in a couple times, starts feeling it, and then he goes off on cash for a couple, gets the line quite a bit. Now, I will say one of those threes was transition, but still it was over lawyer. Yep. And and honestly, like I gotta give it to the coaching because like. You're going to see this all Big Ten season now. Just if when lawyer's in, drive him. Just attack him because he gets burnt every time. It's almost he's like a liability. Other than the fact that he can hit free throws at the end of the game, I guess that's what they're going to have to do for now on is just only play him in the last minute when they were fouling us because mm-hmm. he can make his free throws. He made four down the stretch tonight, which were big. But throughout the game, he's just such a liability. It's but- I would also say it couples in a little bit more because of Henry because it was kind of – you saw a little bit less when Henry's bringing the ball up and was like a second support to it. But with the game that he had, it really put both – put that whole situation of bringing Lawyer on into jeopardy too. Yeah, it's hard to watch Aaron Henry right now. You can see he wants it. He's pressing so much every single shot. It's almost like he's overthinking it before he shoots. He's, he's traveling. He's turning the ball over way too much. He had a couple of good – possessions down the stretch there um big three and i think big off kind of wanted that three off, so bad good off a good assist but man he just you can see him all first half most second half he just he wants to get out of the slump that he's in and it's almost like he's trying too hard overthinking it and not letting it come to him you know and it's the hardest part is like i get if you're in a shooting slump or something like that and you just got to get over it Drive the ball, switch it up, but man, it's it's the ball handling that's killing me a little bit. The the turnovers, like him and Tillman, it just it just feels like so sloppy. It's not the fact that hey, you're gonna have turnovers. I get that, but it just feels so much more sloppier than usual. Yeah, it's it's 
think he'll be have a couple of chances here now that we play Eastern and Western before we get back into Big Ten play to kind of get it figured out. We have a couple of days off in between, but I think you got to stay positive. I think coaches got to stay positive with him. I know he's really hard on Aaron. I think right now is a point where we really maybe show him a, a film session of all the good things he's done as a freshman and how yeah. good he could be and just give him back in the right headspace because it's right now it's in between the ears with with Henry. He just doesn't. He doesn't have it. He's overthinking, as I mentioned a couple times now. And then I th- and it's interesting because like in the second half, you saw Izzo. He didn't. He didn't yell. At some point, it was no, just like right. calm it down. Yeah, like we just got to right. calm you down. And that's and that's where you're going to see the difference uh, moving forward. Is uh, just giving him the confidence to move in. Yeah, it's good to see uh, Gabe Brown step up with Ooh, Aaron not playing him. well. I mean, that's corner threes. I don't have the stats. I think there's like maybe a three of them from the corner. Um. And timely ones too, where yeah. you know Northwestern would get it within seven or eight, he'd hit a three. Get it within six, he hit a three. You know, it seems like they were timely three pointers too. You got a uh, three for four behind the arc, okay, four see. for eight overall, and hit a double double today. That's huge. And there was a lot of good, like some of those, like he had ten rebounds. There's like four of them that were so clutch that you're just. I mean, he hustles. You yeah. can just see he's he's really to work, ready to work. At this point, I think it's he's staying in uh, starting lineup even when Rocket comes back. I think that's where yeah. it's going to have to be, especially with Lawyer not showing too much to being able to back up Cassius. That may be a good thing. Start Gabe at the two and then be able to bring Watson to give us you know quick spells for Cassius at the, at the point here and there. That's not a bad thought. I so like that. That's actually a good, a good development, you know. There's always that Izzo, uh, uh, like, in Whenever he's been coached, like the injury midseason, uh, that like helps the team grow. Maybe this is the one. I mean, obviously Josh is the, the biggest one with yeah. being out all year, but <laughs> the Watts one maybe turn into a blessing in disguise. Kind of like the Ward injury last year got us Tillman playing more than he see what turned into for the team. But how crazy the stat line! Uh, both teams nine for twenty-one. Uh, Michigan State was twenty-eight for sixty-one. Northwestern twenty-six for sixty-one. Wow! So literally two buckets. Made difference, um, and then you can get the free throws in there too to get the extra one. But I mean, identical shooting, and a lot of it. The hard part is a lot of it is uh, Boo going off at the end. You know, just making crazy shots that we allowed to happen. Just he started feeling it, and we let him, like usual, let him shoot like that. Yeah, a lot of this team still just goes through Cassius and how he, but he was doing Cassius things tonight, which we definitely needed. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And Tillman played well as well. He had a lot yeah, of good did. offensive rebounds, making his layups around, around the hoop. I think he hit one three-pointer. Mm-hmm. Um, 15 and 10. Yeah. I mean, that's what we need from day in, day out. You can just depend on him. That's what yeah. we need. Yeah, I like I, I like this last three we're in first place. <laughs> yeah, the only Big Ten team to not lose a road game and the only one undefeated in Big Ten play. <laughs> I think that's one reason why I was just worried tonight. I was like, every the team's jinx, losing. Is ready. I mean, like Nebraska is a bad team this year and they blew out i mean double digits i'll say blow blew out purdue like yep. that was it's wild to see that ohio state was looking to make, be the number one team in the country this week all you got to do is go beat minnesota minnesota hasn't looked great this year at all minnesota beats them by double digit by double digits so it's yeah. like i'm gonna say anything over 14 wins in the big 10 out of the 20 games you have out of the, if you can get 14 or higher I agree. that is a win that I mean, is a couple, great season. A couple podcasts ago, I said, "Oh, this looks like maybe a fourteen and six, a Michigan State team in the Big Ten. Like, I'd be happy with fourteen and six now that I said that. Like, I might have to re- even lower that. 
by like 14 and 6 looks like. It just great. anyone anyone can be anyone right now, and it's not even just Big Ten. You're seeing it in the in the national stage yeah. as well too. There's no like great team. No, and it's uh, who compared it? I can't remember. It was like 2010, right? Where like just no one stood out. Mm-hmm. It was it, you, you're we're gonna get to uh, the February March areas. We're rounding out Big Ten play, and you're gonna start seeing like four or five teams come out of this uh, that yep. all are contending. Yeah, like number one teams, Kansas right now. Are we are we really like sold on Kansas? Are we sold on Gonzaga at number two? When we just saw the number thirteen Ohio State lose to Minnesota. It's like yeah, that's a crapshoot right now in college yeah. basketball. Eventually, you'll see teams kind of rise to the top here as conference play starts. But right now, I mean, I know we're not. We started off number one. We're not happy with being where we are, ranked fifteenth. A couple, few losses here on the schedule already. But it's definitely. I mean, the season's just getting started. So let, let me tell you this. I got I got something going with a couple buddies, right? And we just thought of this. I got a a Maryland fan, a Michigan fan, a Penn State fan, and of course myself. Uh, we took a bottle bet. Uh, not bad bottle, like a bottle of bourbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one individual that wins out the Big Ten uh, regular season, everyone else has got to bring you a bottle. You now. Go. We made it a little bit easier just because we looked at rankings and statistically saying we gave Penn State guy a little bit of an out. So if Penn State finishes second, third, or fourth in Big Ten, he is nullified out. He doesn't have to bought the bottle. Okay. Uh, and yeah. if so, if he wins it in first, he gets three bottles. But if they're second, third, or fourth, and He's anyone else wins, he he doesn't have to buy one. And we thought that was kind of fair for him. That sounds fair. So that is what if one a tie of the first. Yeah. So the hard part is like, and then you know the nice thing is that if Ohio State ends up doing it, everyone yeah, it pushes out. So good thing there's no Ohio State fans where I was at. Something I noticed too, maybe it's been going on for the last couple of games, but like Bingham starts and then doesn't come back in. Like yeah, both what is the that? half and at the beginning of the game, he'll play him like three or four minutes, subs him out, doesn't come back. And he shows like some flashes, good. Good presence in the post, being six eleven, getting good rebounds, being able to put some putbacks, and he just doesn't play again after he starts. Yeah, I don't know if that's something session. where it's like you know, uh, limited time of just kind of body wear down. I don't know, you know, but it doesn't seem like that would be the case. But why know. wouldn't you? I mean, the guy, I mean, he puts in hard, and I like I like it when it's him and Tillman down low because then he helps clean up when needed, uh, and they have a good they have a good post presence together. Yeah. That that zone was giving us fits tonight, like it always does. But there's some good plays by uh, Malik yeah. and Aaron Cassius, obviously getting balls into the post. I know that Winston got Kithier a couple of easy buckets. So they're working. They're working well against the zone. We, like you said, people are going to zone us all year. We've been talking about that like every podcast. Yeah. And they've and I feel like they've done pretty well on getting out of the zone. It does slow us down. Don't get me wrong. It does mm-hmm. slow us down, but it doesn't slow us enough where I thought it's been extremely effective like Syracuse in the tournament. Right. No. And and here the thing is, it, it makes sense to do it against us because as they showed in the stat in the game, uh, the worst ever three-point shooting percentage for Izzo's, like 31%. I mean, we're talking 7 8% off of normal, and it's it's – 100% felt. And even on the ones, a couple of those 
years. I think one was like the t- uh, 09, 10 season. I can't remember off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not like I feel like this year we're getting way more open looks. Yeah. Now, credit to maybe it's the line moved back. Maybe that, that little, I mean, that's got to play a little player into it. But, you know, uh, is that nationally affecting everyone too? A little bit. People are down a little bit, but not. Not, not as dramatically eight as we points. are. Eight points. Eight points. Like eight percent. Yes, we shot 43% tonight from the three-point line. So that's better. I mean, yeah. hopefully it gets more to like regresses to the mean here. We can get back to shooting our average because that's why where people are going to zone us. You know, If we can't shoot, then zone us. Exactly. We just let them shoot it. And they're we're just gonna open. Sh- we're going to have to shoot our way out of it. Which hurts me because it's it's the open shots. Right, that's the ones that kill me. It's just like, and in, I get it. You're not going to make every single one, but there was like five or six of them. The only guy that really forces threes is Cassius, but I'm fine with that. Like yeah, because they all hit them, though. Everyone else pretty much gets open looks, mm-hmm. and they're just missing them. And, like, so Cash opens up, goes two back-to-back, and then, what, two two drives down layer, third one drive down layer. He forced one up. Fine with that. All day. Yeah, beginning like of the you, game. And he only does up. it when he's feeling it, too. Yeah. Beginning of the game, we could have been up 15, 16. Points oh, God, zero. yes. 100%. <laughs> missing layups. I think we missed two layups and cash missed a three. So that right there would have been. And, and, and you're, I'm sitting there going, all right, I'm not upset because we're still doing very well right now. But cleaning up the simple stuff, I mean, even half of that, I mean, you'd be up 12, 13 um, before they even score. Could have made a big difference. The Oakland game was good. We kind of just handled them. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, not much to talk about. I, there was no one in double digits, I believe, scoring, and we just kind of shared the shared the wealth, and everyone got in and won by like twenty five. It was good. It's a good crowd down at, at LCA. Um, it was. It's good for those guys, the lower, local Spartans uh, in the Metro Detroit area, to get down and see a game at the arena. I know the, the the team loved it. They saw the videos online. They got to go to the Detroit Pistons facility and uh, practice there and get go to their cafeteria and stuff like that. So I guess it's a good experience for those guys that do want to get to the NBA. They kind of get a taste of it. So it's kind of it's cool for them to see for sure. And yeah, good win, good rivalry we had with Oakland still. Haven't lost to them yet, but I think it's a cool thing we do. That was probably one of the worst Oakland teams I've ever seen us play, though. <laughs> like they couldn't hit anything. A lot of no. like uncharacteristic turnovers and just like usually – they're like fundamentally sound and they play their best game against us and they were not they didn't impress me at all and you know it's it's one of those games where you kind of come in and go into it there's positive negatives on both ends it's just it's good to be in the december fluid of it it's good to get two big 10 wins under the belt um it just it's a good start to it and now once you get through the holiday season everyone's kind of resting up you know kind of give us a little bit of time off and not as much travel but now it's going to come down to, okay, how do we get better from now until we play the next Big Ten team? Yeah. Is it Illinois, Illinois or Michigan? Illinois. We, have, we start the next three games. We have three home games. Illinois for Michigan. Big Ten play. Illinois, Michigan, Minnesota. Um, so it's huge to start the first three games of the Big Ten. Yep. We come back at home. The next couple of games are the ones where there's no is zone, so it's always a little weird when we, when we yeah. play Eastern, Western, and then the Illinois game too. I think they have the alumni zone there that game, but the next two games are like kind of a dead atmosphere. Yeah, that's but, why you see a lot of teams will play games like went over the Christmas break at like NBA Arena just to get some like different people to go to the games since there's not no one on campus anyway. Yeah, 
I guess we could do. I think you know Oakland used to be in that time, but you know, there's enough local people in the East Lansing area that'll go to the games and get to maybe the kids can sit closer. To That's them. a lot of the high school guys can go out there. Yeah, for sure. It, it's you know instead of having the zone, there's just people sitting there. But we never really have any of those any big big games during this time anyway. So yeah. Well, things I want to see kind of in this next, I think it's six, six or five games until. Um, I just want to see better three-point shooting, and I'm not asking for the day, but let's bump up 31 to 36%. Like, can we get a 5% swing? You know, that's five games. That means we got to be shooting like 42, 43. But realistically, like, we just got to – and it's not the metric itself. It's just the confidence because if we can't shoot, I I think we're going to get in a lot of trouble going down the road. Yeah, I just want to say it's cut down on turnovers. The yeah. Next couple of games against inferior opponents, you're gonna have more time to practice and dial stuff in with with no school. I want to see us not play cash as much. Um, as much as I say, don't play lawyer. And that's more for the Big Ten games. Get cash some some breaks. He's not playing thirty six minutes a night. Yeah. So you, you the big three like on an individual level, you want to see Aaron Henry find him find himself and find his competency for sure. You want to see lawyer minutes be positive and it doesn't necessarily mean because he did hit that awesome curl three did his <laughs> hit his his free throws at the end there so it's not that i'm saying he's he's terrible on the offense it's just it's are we plus are we plus or minus when he's in yeah and today was a negative 10 instant minus uh and that's that's huge um and then the third one just kind of personally i tillman's been awesome the last three games and when i say awesome just the stats are there he does it but i just want to see him go a game without having one of those like oops didn't catch the ball moment yeah like i just yeah. I'm, I'm tired of seeing it just get him off yeah so i think that's good for basketball now we can kind of transition here into uh football as much to talk about signing today was day. signing day it was <laughs> it's always weird now that they do it in december because it used to be always february february um not nothing really shocking, I would say, from Michigan State. It's kind of how it always is. The guys that they have committed, pretty much sign, and we never really flip anyone, which is somewhat uh, disappointing. Uh, everyone signed that's committed except for Jordan Simmons, the running back out of Georgia. But everyone had kind of known that, but now that he's going to wait till the second signing day in February to sign. Anything from you on what you take from this recruiting? Yeah, I mean, so far? I, I think it's really good to to know that this is what we do, right? We don't flip, we don't go crazy with it, and put it this way: nineteen guys committed, and I think they're very committed guys. I think you've seen it on social media, you've seen it. Um, obviously, Snow's really put it out there. Um, you've seen Justin Stevens get excited about things. It just it's it's a good positive chemistry coming in so it's mentality and that is a key starting by moving forward yeah we definitely uh, got guys that want to be here and that's and that's good because that kind of gets back into did we find some diamonds in the rough um i like uh the idea of that um someone asked me like are you happy with it and it's it's saying i mean sure i want more five and four star players but that's not what we're going to get especially when you go off of three bad seasons it's just not how college football recruiting works. Like you have to be present. You have to be um, pushing for things or else you're just not going to get those guys. So for a year that we're down and everything we just went through, 
I'm pretty happy with it. I think we got some polls where I didn't think that we'd get. And I think we've got, like, again, I said, the mentality coming in. Um, and now it's coming into development. So that is now, it's not the recruiting now, it's on coaching. And that's where the big question is going to be. Yeah, typical Michigan State class. And, you know, depending on what, you know, site you go to, it's in the top 40. Uh, little dis- I'm just a little disappointed. I mean, we, what we can we recruit to right now? We've had two terrible seasons. You've, yep. You have rumors about coaches leaving. It's tough to recruit to that. We're never going to recruit top 20 classes really anyway. Um, like you mentioned, diamonds in the rough. I think you you can get a few of those. I think we might have a little too many for this recruiting class. You don't want to build recruiting classes around diamonds in the rough because most of those people in the rough won't make it out. I'm a few may become diamonds, but, but that's, and that's, and that's, and that's kind of where I'm getting to the sense of like, well, that's how we have to win football games. Cause we're not getting top 20. Like I just got yeah. to, you throw that out and you say, you know what? We're not recruiting. We're not playing well enough and we're not c- recruiting well enough. And we're in the bitter cold. It's yeah. a hard place to, to get that recruiting. We're not going to get that. So if I can make that my mindset, and go, okay, this is what we have today, great. Yeah. And when you look at it in a player level of it too, I mean, the wide receivers coming out look really good, you know. It mm-hmm. it, it proves to show that we got to have we have to develop a quarterback. You know, yeah. either we're going to hit the transfer portal, hopefully, and look at someone that might want to come, or are we going to, you know, really put in the time with uh, Day and Payton and uh, Noah Kim? Like, are these guys, and of course Rocky, but is, is one of them going to develop – into someone that can get these receivers the ball and then develop them to go through. So, yeah, I'll say we definitely need to hit the portal for offensive line, very weaker offensive line recruiting class. Um, so we need definitely need to hit that tight end. We'll need the tight end from the portal. Um, quarterback portal maybe for this year if we can do that, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm not. I'm not uh, holding my breath on it though. Yeah. Possibly DBs too, uh, if we can get one from there. I probably we'll probably see Julian Barnett go to the defensive side here for next year. Um, but we'll talk about that smaller time. But uh, with like you mentioned, the amount of receivers we have coming in, they're kind of plus with um, Morgan being hurt all this year and hopefully being healthy next year, as well as Reed, the transfer from Western coming in. Those that's yep. kind of like a whole nother. You know, Reed's kind of like a recruit we get this year, right? Kind of how I look at him. So we'll be pretty set on receiving. Um, so that's why I would say we probably see Barnett go back to, to the defensive side. Um, kind of where he's more comfortable with when he came out of high school. Um, yeah, the recruiting class, I mean, you want him to be in the middle of the Big Ten. I think they're saying they're like the 10th. Yeah, we're bottom best. barrel. Yeah. Bottom barrel. You kind of want to see him in that like 6th, 7th range for recruiting classes. So. You know it would be it's, great. It's going to take and, us a season that we're actually maybe win eight games to really get back to, back up to that. Um, it'd be great if they rank these guys after, you know, like yeah. four years down the road. Exactly. And just kind of re-ranked them and reshuffle to see where they go. Of course, you're still going to have OSU and, and Michigan and Penn State yeah, probably yeah. still have the top of recruits. But, you know, this back end or middle pack of it, you know, obviously like in the earlier of this decade, we'd have, you know, top three when you look at it. But it would be good to see where these guys go. Yeah, I, mean, I follow recruiting, but I think you're saying the same thing. It's like you don't 
really know. I mean, these guys, yeah. you're ranking these guys from their 16 and 17 years old. Things change to, to you know, the college game. People are faster, stronger, better. You got to finally how, compete. See how they play out. And a lot of these guys are, you know, ranked on when they and you know t-shirts and shorts it's hard to really see get a rank for everybody how can you see every single player with these companies so that's a whole different story but to get better recruiting classes we're going to have to perform better on the field and that's going to st- hopefully start next year um we'll see where we go i mean i think that we definitely got guys that could play early um which is positive. And I, what I'll say more that I'm encouraging with the coaching staff is that they're not afraid to talk about the portal. Like, we didn't really talk about it all last year as a coaching staff to come up. They were, like, afraid of it. And now they're embracing it, which you have to in today's day and age of college football. Especially like, if you're Everyone's in entering the portal. You have to get into it. The fact they're not shying away from it. Is, well, we're in the position. Because kind of like an bank. old guy that may not do that because that's just not – he doesn't know how it's like new thing. He's actually adopting to it, which I think is a positive. And you have to. I mean, we are the team that needs to get into that. You know, you don't have to necessarily be as mindful if you're running. You know, if you're playing for national championships or you're competing all the time because you're getting the guys you have and you have good in the back. But if you're in that middle of the Power Five pack or on the back end, kind of how we are, it this is where you can make some moves and make quick moves. You know, and it's it's something that, you know, instead of a rebuild for five years, maybe you can can put something moving forward faster. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to come down a lot, though. Uh, yeah. It's it. There's a lot of po- there's positivities into it too, but I am not convinced at all. Uh, especially when for multiple years our offense can't score, it is going to be you're going to have to prove it for four or five games before I'm going to be convinced of any offense yet. Yeah. D'Antonio has to stop playing the older guys just because out of seniority and loyalty and play the right guys, the best players. It happened again this year with playing Hayward when he should have been playing Kyle's the whole time. So that's another story, but it's got to change. The mentality has got to change to put the best playmakers on the field if you want to get better on offense. Yep, agreed. But So we'll talk about the bowl game we have against Fake Forest next week, I would say. Um, we're going out to New York. Hopefully, we get a win. More than anything, I think they start bowl practices tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, that's the number one thing. I want to hear, that's the main thing I want to hear going to, to the bowls. Who's getting backup reps? What youngsters are developing here with the extra practice time? Maybe we'll see some flashes in the bowl game. That's what's more important to me. Winning a bowl games now are so reduced with the playoff, and there's so many of them that Winner or losing bowl game to me isn't as important as like who shows up, like the youngs, the guys, how they play. Well, I, I, also I, don't, no, don't no, no. I think you're saying that though because we're in bad bowl games. I feel like if we were in the Rose Bowl right now, you'd care about winning more that's than the, about. That's, that's the only bowl game that matters other than the playoff for, to me personally. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could say. Well, we're not going to any other ones because based on if we were in the Orange Bowl, I would s- still say it doesn't matter. Like what? What about Outback? We're at the Outback no, Bowl and we're playing. Matter. I don't know. All that matters is the the practices and who improves. Because at the same time, it's hard to judge any game because who is playing in the game? Are people sitting? Are people not going all out because they're trying to save themselves? We're really playing for nothing now. Today's now day and age. People, players aren't 
eat a playing may not be playing as hard because they don't want to get hurt. Coaches may put in a backup quarterback for a few possessions just to see what he looks like. Like there's so much things that go into it that doesn't almost feel like a real game. It's almost like an exhibition. Yeah, Which I don't know. I, I, feel, I feel like if you're not gonna if you're not gonna try, you don't play. You just say I'm not gonna play these days now. Versus I'm not gonna play at 100 percent because on the opposite end, if you don't play 100 percent, you look bad in front of NFL scouts. Yeah. So it, I think more people are sitting out, which makes it's not as. Uh, I guess more of my thing is people that sit out and then coaches trying different strategies. Like, D'Antonio says he's going to play to win, but I wouldn't even hate if, like, okay, we're going to play Lewerke the first two drives. No matter what happens, we're going to have, example, Theo Day play the next drive. No matter what. We could have scored two touchdowns. We could have scored zero points. But, like, I wouldn't even be mad at that because that's just – whether we're six and seven or seven and six, it really isn't. Different no, I get that too. But a bowl win for Lewerke, you know, that plays into D'Antonio's. Of course, I mean they want to win, but to me, it's more of like how. No, I, 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 I gotta, I gotta be on the opposite end of that. I, I like winning them. I like going out of it because it's nothing more embarrassing than like getting like who cared about the Red Box Bowl, but a seven and six. That's all I talked about for like three weeks. It sucked. But winning the Holiday Bowl by you know forty plus points, I was yeah, it means nothing. But in the same sense, like it it is a positivity that we won off that one too. Yeah, there is there is every year when you get in the regular season, there's someone some announcer goes, oh, and their bowl record is blah blah blah. Right, there's a little hold. Is it coming of like a ancient like yeah you're record right. though? Yeah, I look, yeah, you're I, right. Now go since the last couple of years when I look at a team's record, like I say I'm reading like a magazine, like a Phil like a Phil Steele magazine. <laughs> when I look at their record, I look at what's their regular season record. Did they go eight and four? I don't care if they went nine and four Fair. or eight and five. It's they went eight and four to me. That's what I look at. Now people are it could be the other way around, you know. Like to me, only like I mentioned, the only bowl games that matter are the playoff. And the Rose Bowl because Rose Bowl is just the shit. It's the best bowl ever. <laughs> that's always just like been nostalgic for for Big Ten teams, but that's the the games that matter to me. Fair. And I mean, I, mean, I, I get it. I get it. But then I've I want to win, but I also want us to do things unorthodox. Like let's play different also, players. I also think like I don't know how you do it or not, but I also think that Michigan State is a team that's not necessarily going to be a college football playoff contending every, you know, no, and I understand we're not that. So like, it's hard to be able to say like, how, well, so then you don't get up for any bowl game at all. Like if you're not in the Rose bowl, it's bust. Uh, in a way. Yes. Like, I, I, I don't get excited. <laughs> uh, fair, fair, fair. Like, like I'd rather beat Maryland in the last game of the season than beat Wake Forest, whether it was for the getting the bowl game or not. Like winning a big ten game is more important. I can see that. I can respect that. That'd I'm the opposite. I like yeah. winning the bowl games. I like winning them, and I don't care how you do it. I just like winning them. Uh, yeah, I want Theo Day to get more more reps um, and see more of the future of it too. Uh, but I'm also here. I, I'd like to see him win it. You know, he's got a good bowl record. And there's a little bit into it of if you can get good seasons and you go eight and four and you lose all your bowl games. I mean, really, yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah, I mentioned you know play these guys. I don't think D'Antonio will play any backups unless we're blowing him out. Yeah, because he said that he's like we're gonna play to win the game, so like he's gonna play all starters. It'll be interesting to see what the coaching changes and what we're gonna do. Word is now you're not gonna see many changes, which is so disappointing. Maybe one or two coaches. So we'll talk about get that excited for that. I can't. I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> 
I can't even talk about it. We'll see what happens. Nope. Not yet. uh, Shout out to uh, Michigan State Hockey, number 18 in the the country. It's good to see Michigan compete again, like games that matter. They they split this weekend with Arizona State. Yes. Which is nice. Um, My nice arena. Yeah, the Big Ten looks good again in hockey, so... It's just good to see our team possibly contend for a tournament berth. That's what we want to see. Like, I'm not to sit here and say I'm the biggest hockey fan, but it's nice to see the team. Yeah, Frozen be Four is pretty again. cool. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, they've got one of them. They got a ship in that, and in their fun games, it's just you, you got again. It's it's when you're not on the football or the uh, basketball stage. Like for the hockey team, it, it is something where you've got to be outright good, and then you get people to come. I mean, some of those it's games, exactly. You know, I, I've seen some of those games where man, it's just packed. It's yeah. a lot of fun. People were there this week when we played Arizona State because they, they're they're showing some life, and they you know they did good. To, they outplayed them Saturday and lost, and then they played pretty much even on Sunday and they won, which was good. But it's I like those games on Friday night. You know, usually there's not mm-hmm. much on Friday nights. You know, the winter time they might put a BTN Michigan State hockey game on. You just throw it on while you're doing other stuff or getting ready to go out or you're out at the bar or whatever. So it's uh at least nice to have games that matter because for a while there Michigan State hockey was just irrelevant. Worst team in the Big Ten, if not oh. se- second worst. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I think. That wraps it up for right now. I think we'll uh, be back with uh, some Eastern and Western games in the future in the uh, trip to New York for the football team. Um, But uh, as always, go green, go white.